0: A lot of, I believe a lot of prayer has gone up with these storms going through. And, you know, just like in your life we've been talking about in James chapter 1, the storms are going to come. And you have an opportunity today and the next week to sow seed into our community. And, uh, you know, you don't see that seed come up right away. I was talking to somebody this week that when you plant a seed, you don't see the return right away. That seed's got to get in the ground, that seed's got to die, and God's got to give it life. And then it's got to start to grow under that ground. And we've been talking in James chapter 1 about our trials, about our faith growing, about us needing to get in the Word, about us asking for wisdom and receiving wisdom and expecting answers and expecting God to move when we ask. Amen? And the center of, I believe, entire James chapter 1 is the Word of God. We must have the word of God. And our scripture today, our next scripture from James chapter 1 is James chapter 1 verse 22. And it says, but be doers of the word, not hearers only, deceiving yourself. Such a big part of my life is, is this expression, why don't you do something? It's the way I try to live my life. It's the way that people that are around me I try to, uh, I try to teach. Um. I once got in trouble with my dad when I was about 12 or 13. You know, back in the day, back in the, in the country days, we lived out on a farm. When you were 10, 11, 12 years old, you learned how to drive a tractor. And if you had a truck, you got to drive the truck. And I knew how to drive a stick. I knew how to drive the truck. I knew how to get around. And there's benefits to driving. There's also not benefits to driving. You can kind of work. He can put you to work. And he had me mowing and had me doing stuff, and it was good. But one day, I decided I wasn't going to mow. So I didn't. I just didn't. I just made a decision I wasn't going to do it. And in the meantime, I was moving the mowers around and that sort of thing and push mowers in the back of the truck. And I took the, took the push mower out of the back of the truck and wasn't paying attention, got back in the car, truck, and backed up. And literally, the back tire came off the ground when I went backwards. It went boom, boom, I'm like What did I just hit? I ran over the lawnmower. I killed the lawnmower. And I'm like, oh, no, my dad's going to kill me. (laughs) Dad's going to kill Ralphie. And dad got home and talked to him about it, and he spanked me. I was 10, 11, 12 years old, not too big to need to have somebody grab a hold of me he said, I didn't spank you for running over the lawnmower. I spanked you for not doing your job. I spanked you for not being obedient to what I asked you to do. It wasn't that I was doing and messed up. He's never gotten onto me for that. As long as I'm doing and fall down, that's okay. But if I'm not doing, you know, that's what David did. David was called caught not doing. Do you know it was time to, to be at war and the kings went to war? The kings were supposed to go. And it was time for war, and David decided to stay back. And what happened? He was up on his rooftop and spied out a woman, undressed, bathing. And what did it do? We've learned from James chapter 1 that it starts in the mind. And from the mind comes into the heart, and from the heart it becomes an action. Gets into the will. Next thing you know, you've done it. What happened to David? He was out of place. He saw it, and then he acted. He acted. And you know what? My dad wasn't wrong for disciplining me. He was right, and he disciplined me for the right thing. But I want to encourage you, the Word of God says, do. Church, we've got to do. We've heard, we've been hearing, now we've got to get out of this building and go do. That's the Word of God. So, as I've been studying and have been praying, how can we do if the Word is not in us? We can't. We are not equipped. So if y'all would, turn with me to Matthew chapter 13. We're going to look at the parable of the sower. Matthew chapter 13. Now, I want to encourage you just for a minute. Don't just listen to the Scriptures. Apply you to it. Right now. The Word of God is about to be, about to be brought to you, about to be given to you. Now, you need to put you into it. This scripture was given for you. Amen? Amen. Romans chapter 13, I'm sorry, Matthew chapter 13 verse 3. Then he spoke many things to them in parables saying, behold a sower. Now let me stop for just a second. If you read the parallel uh, scripture of this uh, uh, parable, it's Luke chapter 8 and it immediately says, the seed is the word of God. Okay, so let's define what the seed is before we take off in this. The seed is the word of God. He spoke many things in parables saying, Behold, a sower went out to sow, and he sowed some seed. And as he sowed, some seed fell by the wayside, and the birds came and devoured them. Verse 5. Some fell in stony places where they did not have much earth, and they immediately sprang up because they had no depth of earth. Verse 6, but when the sun was up, they were scorched, and because they had no root, they withered away. Verse 7, and some fell among thorns, and, among, and the thorns sprang up and choked them. But others fell on good ground and yielded a crop. Some, fell, some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. Verse 9, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. Now, we're going to jump to verse 19 as Jesus explains this parable. Verse 19, when anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, then the wicked one comes and snatches away what was sown in his heart. This is he who received the seed by the wayside. Verse 20, but he who received the seed on the stony places, this is he who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Yet he has no root in himself, but endures only for a while. For when tribulation or persecution arises because of the word, immediately he stumbles. Verse 22. Now he who received seed among the thorns is he who hears the word and the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word and he becomes unfruitful. And then finally, verse 23. But he who received the seed on good ground is he who hears the word and understands it who indeed bears fruit and produces some hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you for the seed of your word. And Lord, I just ask right now, according to your word, that this seed go into us today. That Lord, by, by your word, by your presence, by your power, that you would melt our hearts right now, Lord. We sing about break our hearts for what breaks yours. Lord, I think ultimately we're trying to pray and we're asking that you would make our heart to be able to receive your word. Only you can soften the hard heart. Only you can break the stubborn. Only you can reach the unreachable. And Lord, I'm asking that today that we not be full of pride, that we not be full of the world. Lord, that we not, not be a person without understanding, but Holy Spirit, that you would teach us this morning your word and that it would go into good ground this morning, that you would prepare our hearts today. In Jesus' name, amen. So, if you go and read the same parable in Luke chapter 8, it says right away that the seed is the word. But let's start to look just real quickly at these four soils. And again, I want to encourage you, Ask yourself, which soil am I? Am I one of these? Does any of these fit with me? We're not perfect. We've got hindrances. We've built up walls. Um, we keep talking about this SOZO training. And I want to encourage you again, Sozo, this SOZO ministry is just a way to break down walls that you have built up in your life. And it is so gentle. It is not invasive. Um, it is just a pathway for you to be able to hear God speak truth into your life. And something that I've learned as I've been uh, started the training, and since I have walked through some of this, uh, walked through this ministry, we do, Sometimes we don't even realize we have walls built up. And that was me. I really thought I kind of had my life together, and really, for the most part, I did. But there were some walls there that God needed to reveal in my life. And praise God, he loves me so much that he reveals them to us and gives us a chance to walk through. I want to encourage you. Sign up for Sozo. There is a cost involved, but nothing free is worth anything. It's going to cost you something. It's for the materials. It's for the people that are coming. But you're going to be the one that's going to get blessed and get free. Amen. I want want you to ask yourself a question. Do I need to get free? Alright, the wayside. Who's the wayside? It says that when they heard, when they heard, that birds came and devoured them. No understanding that Satan came and snatched it away. Now I know that we're all familiar with this scripture, but the problem is we do not apply scripture to our life. We think, oh, that's a good story, but I'm good ground. That's a good story, but I'm good ground. Are you good ground? Are you producing fruit? Is God blessing you in the ways that his word talks about blessing you? That's where maybe you could think, you know what, I feel like I'm good ground. I feel like I love the Lord and I've got the word. But you know what? Maybe the word is not producing everything it's supposed to be producing in my life. Okay, good. Which one am I? Am I the wayside? Can you imagine? This is a picture. If you see the grass on the right is the good ground. That's the good ground. That's where things are growing. This here on the left is over on the side. You know, how do you think of the, of the wayside? The wayside is off to the side of the good soil. It's obvious by sight. You don't have to tell someone, there's the good ground, there's the wayside. You can see it, right? Don't we, aren't, we're, we're country enough to know good soil. Have you ever seen red clay? not good soil right it's on the sideline of the playing field over there's where the playing's being done over there's where the when i point i'm pointing to the right over there in the grass over there's where the fun is over there's where the life is because you can imagine if seed goes here if seed goes here have y'all ever seen whenever you've planted grass Even on good soil, birds will come and try to take that away. But because it's good soil, the seed gets in. If it's not good soil, the birds are going to get it. It's over to the side. Now, let's look at the stony ground. Now, let's wait just a minute. No no understanding, and Satan snatched it away. Now, let's keep going. We're going to come back to these a little bit more in depth today. Stony ground. If you ever walked on stony ground? I have got, I'm, this is going to be so silly, I have got the most sensitive feet. I watch people walk on gravel roads like it's just like it's, uh, feathers. And I'm like, I don't understand that at all. One little gravel. And I, am, I have a relatively high tolerance for pain, or at least I think I do. Don't we all think we do? Well, I think I do, not on my feet. That right there just makes me cringe thinking about walking on that. Nothing looks good about that. Not much earth. Not much earth. No depth. The seeds sprang up immediately. Have y'all ever seen? Have you ever seen that a weed can grow anywhere? Isn't that amazing? And that and that life can grow in the weirdest places. Drive down the road where they've cut the cut the road, and and, and the mountains. You know they've cut into a mountain, and you see stuff growing. That's nothing. Worth having, but yet something's still growing through there. The stony ground, seed comes forth, it comes out, it springs up immediately. But because it has no depth, when the sun comes, what's the sun in this, in this uh, example? It, it, it's a scorching sun. It's a sun that you need water, you need life, and if you don't, it's going to dry you out. And when the sun came, they were scorched because they had no root. And they withered away. They would hear the word and immediately receive it with joy. Now, here's how we apply this. Have you ever gone home and said, man, that was such a great word. I'm going to do that. Lord, I'm going to change my life. We're going to start a new, tomorrow's a new day, and this is how we're going to live. And tomorrow comes, and you make it about a minute, and then you fall right back off the wagon. That's stony ground. You hear the word, and you receive it with joy. You can hear it. It says you hear. But the second the sun comes out, you're done. It's not worth it. I can't do it. I'm a failure. I'm going to go back to the way I know to live. Or you don't even think about it and you just fall back off the wagon and you live your life. That is stony ground. Hear the word and receive it with joy, but no root. You endure for a little while, but when tribulation or persecution comes, immediately... You stumble. Next one. The thorns. Thorns sprang up and grew up and choked the seed. Can anything live in that? The thorns can. Nothing else. It it says that it yielded no crop hears the word, but the cares of the world and the deceitfulness deceitfulness of riches and desires for other things choke the word and he becomes unfruitful. The things of the world. Now, as I apply this to my life, I I can almost apply every ground to me. I can find some truth in me in every area. The wayside, the stony ground, how many of us know we can be stubborn? How many of us know we can not let the word in sometimes? We're so set in our heart. And then the thorns, we allow everything but God to have effect on our life. Everything but God influence us. Even our spouses, the TV, the media, the movie stars for crying out loud. What a terrible role model. Don't listen. Listen to the Word of God. Even politicians. The thorns come up and choke out any life that there may be. You know something about thorns? They're scary looking. Have you ever been walking around and you see thorns coming up, or you don't see them and you get into them and then you notice them? They're scary. You want to get away from them. You don't want to go near. And once you get in there, you can't move. Have you ever had a thorn get in your skin and any movement hurts? Sometimes we don't even know that we're being choked. These things of the world, computers, our job, our schedules, our life, All right, let's get to the good soil. Then we're going to break it down just a little bit. Oh, sorry. Thorns grew and choked the seed, yielded no crop. Key, he becomes unfruitful. Finally, good soil. What does it say? It says that it yielded a crop. It produced. You hear the word and understand it and accept it and it bears fruit and it produces 60 30 60 and 100 fold and you know as i research this word a hundred the fold it means times 30 times the seed the single seed 60 times 100 times god is a multiplier and he's a big multiplier He's not a times one or even a times two. Go out and plant, plant one seed of corn and watch what it will produce. God can produce. God wants to do that in your heart. What he's able to do in the natural with vegetables, with food, God wants to do in your heart. God wants to do in your life. God wants to do in your marriage. God wants to do in your job. God wants you to be able to go into your job and produce on a multiplying level. What a blessing you are to be. What do we know about the good soil? If you were to look at soil, you know, and we can identify this with our eyes, what does good soil look like? It's dark. It's rich. It feels good. It's soft. It's consistent. There's not a bunch of junk in it. There's not lumps. We got a bunch of lumps in us, don't we? In the natural and the supernatural. And it's pleasing. That's the good soil. But if we were to take a very basic approach to look at each ground, first the wayside. If we go back to the wayside, it looks to me like the seed was tossed but it missed the mark. The good soil was here, but it hit the wayside. It missed the target. It had it, there was no target to hit. We had no target to hit. The target that it did hit was the wayside. That was us. When the word hit us, we, we were missing it. And how does the word describe it? It says, with no understanding. But if you go to the stony ground, it's stubborn. It's hard. You know, it's a decision. Won't listen. Have you ever had a child that wouldn't listen? Have you ever been a person that wouldn't listen? Uh, Elizabeth and I, really I did something stupid last night that men do when you're not listening and not paying attention and not being sensitive. And what happened? She got upset. And what happened then? I got upset. Now we got a real great event happening. And it's all because I, miss, I missed it. I missed the mark. And I could choose to be angry and not budge. But as I was in the shower this morning, I just started praying and just saying, Lord, what is it? And he said, it's you. I'm like, wait a minute, Lord, that's not what I meant. What, what is it? No, you missed it, God. What? Wait a minute. No, it's, it's, it's her. I'm trying to tell you it's her, but really, what is it? It's her? No, it's me. So what did I do? I got up and I grabbed her and I just said, I don't want you to respond. I don't want you to apologize. I don't, I don't want uh, you to feel like that you've got to give a, a coined response to this, but I missed it. I'm not perfect. You know this is going to be hard for me to break because this is 20 years of marriage that I've got to break now. But I've, I've recognized it. God's revealed it to me. Now I've got to walk it out. doesn't mean I'm not going to fall down, but if I run over the lawnmower, I hope you treat me like my dad treats me. You'll let me get back up. Or, I'm not listening. Or, isn't that good? I didn't hear, did I? Let me, let me stay focused on one thing at a time. You know you know, we're, uh, we're out of control. We, women, women can, can multitask, men can't. Amen. But either we can have a hard heart or we can have a moldable heart. And a mobile, moldable heart means I change. not God. I change. We are called to change according to God's Word, not God change according to what we want God's Word to be. Stony ground, won't listen, no depth. Thorns, what is it? Distractions. Too busy, no focus. How many times have you tried to have your quiet time and your phone goes off? You're trying to have your quiet time and your email goes off. You're trying to have your quiet time and your child comes up. I'm not telling you that your child should be a distraction, but sometimes you've got to recognize and you've got to make sure you get the word. You need to deal with your child. If your child's having an emergency, fine, but don't let it come as a sacrifice to the word. Running in circles, unfruitful. The good soil yielded a crop, produced, hears, understands, accepts, bears fruit, and multiplies. That's a way that we can know if I'm good soil, I should be producing. I should be producing disciples. I should be producing in my job. I should be producing in my marriage. I should be producing in my children. I should be producing in my church. I should be producing in my community. I should be producing. Amen? So, what's the key factor that plays into the quality of your soil? And I'm just going to give you one common thread today and then I'm going to close. It's understanding. If you read those three soils, understanding. Everybody say understanding. In the Greek, the word is suniami, me. It means to put together, to comprehend, to consider. To be wise, to grasp the meaning of. You know, in order to understand, sometimes you have to study, you have to ask questions, you have to dig, you have to work at it, you have to do homework, you have to get a tutor. We had some friends in our life that had sad kids. And they were having a hard time still with their speech and couldn't say their r's. You know, and children do that. That's just a common thing. But one of, our, one of our other neighbors had a tutor. And these two kids thought they'd make fun of this other child and walk around and say, this person's got a tutor. And they said, toodle. They got a toodle. They got a toodle. And then they looked up to me and said, what's a toodle? What's a tutor? They're making fun of them, but they don't even know what they're making fun of. And they couldn't even say it. They're the ones that sounded silly. But smart people, good soil gets people to help them. Good good soil seeks help. Realizes they don't have it all together. Good soil seeks understanding. Wants to understand. You know, once you understand, it goes into another part of your heart. Before you understand, it stays out here. It's on the outside, but once understanding takes, what does it do? It takes root. It's now a part of you. Understanding. How do we do homework? How do we work? We ask for help. We practice. We stay late after school. We stay up late studying. We research. We work at it. You're having trouble with understanding? Great. Study, dig, ask, go after it. When you begin to apply these practices to God, of God's word, do you know what you're doing? Do you know when you start to apply these practices? What do I mean these practices? When you start to study, when you start to dig, when you start to research, when you start to have a tutor, what are you doing w- with God's word? You're preparing the ground. You're weeding the ground. You're watering the ground. You're fertilizing your ground. When you hear the word, but you go back to your same life, not cultivating or caring for the seed of the soil, the seed gets left on the surface, no understanding of what happens. It gets taken away. The, the, the opportunity is lost. That seed is gone. And you know what? It's our fault. It's your fault. Not God's. Not your neighbor's. Yours. Your soil is your responsibility. Are you identifying yourself in any of these four examples? The wayside, the stony ground, the thorns, the good soil. When you're walking through your life this week, I want you to ask yourself these three questions. How does the Word of God apply to my situation? What are you walking through? Lord, I'm walking through this. You know what the Lord would say? Go find it in my Word. I've got an answer for you in my Word. Go find it. When you find it. How does the Word of God apply to my circumstance? And how does the Word of God apply to my life? You go and you find something that you feel like is real. Start studying it. Start praying. Do you know that it says in Scripture that the Holy Spirit is the teacher? When you get in the Word, supernaturally, God will kick in and start to teach you. And the way that He teaches you sometimes will be supernatural. Sometimes it'll be, you'll, you'll be in Sunday school, and they'll talk about what you're going through. Or you'll be in service. We had this this week. Someone wrote me a letter this week talking about how there's no way I could have known what was going on, but absolutely spoke directly into a situation that was happening in their life. That's God. That's the word being heard in someone with good soil or trying and hearing and applying. Have you ever had that happen? What you're going through, somebody shows up and gives you a word, the Beth Moore study, whatever you're walking through, God speaks to you. Why? Because you're listening. Those with ears to hear, hear and let it come in. What are you walking through? Get help according to God's word. If you don't know the answers, dig, study, do homework, do research, ask questions, get a tutor. How do we get a tutor? Go to Sunday school, go to marriage counseling, go to discipleship training, get books, etc. Do you know what? You have all the ingredients for good soil. You were made to be good soil. You don't need anything else. What God has given you, the gifts that he has given you, the mind that he has given you, is perfect for him to produce 30, 60, 100-fold in your life. But you have got to start working on your soil. Amen? Amen. Let's stand up. Father, I just thank you for your word Lord, I thank you that I have, I have given the word this morning. Lord, I just ask you right now that you would begin to prepare our hearts, prepare our soil for your word. Lord God, I desire to produce according to your word. And Lord, I want to be good soil. And Lord, I don't want to have such a stubborn heart that I can't hear the spirit of God speak to me about my marriage that I can't hear the Spirit of God speak to me about my job, speak to me about my kids. You are the potter, we are the clay. Is that you this morning? Just right where you sit, the burdens that you have today, I'm going to do it a little bit differently today. The burdens that you have today, I want you to tell God what they are. What health issue are you going through? What tragedy are you going through? What what are you going through? I want you to tell him. And I want you to ask him for help. And then today, I want you to go home and get in the Word and find uh, the Word for what you're walking through. And if you can't find it, ask for help. That's what we're here for. The church, Sunday school, the pastors, the staff, the deacons, the leadership. We're here to help you. Father, in the name of Jesus, these problems that we're walking through, according to your word, Lord, reveal your plan. As we ask for help, Lord, reveal your plan by your Holy Spirit to walk we're, what we're walking through. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, just write where you said. Just say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart and save me. Forgive me of my sins. Forgive me of my sins. I turn to you. That's the beginning of good soil turn your heart to the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.